change commences from within. So if you want to change the world, change your inner world to change the outer world. Welcome to Supernormalize, the podcast where we challenge the conventional, break boundaries and normalize the supernatural. Join me, CJ, as we explore uncharted realms of existence, unravel the mysteries of our universe. And if you have some unusual knowledge or a unique story you'd like to share, reach out to me at supernormalized at proton.me. Let's make the supernatural the new normal. Today's guest on Supernormalize is Birgitta Vissa, a soul empowerment coach, divine channel and light language healer. She is not just a beacon for ancient wisdom, but is also an inspiring story of resilience after overcoming personal traumas. A Dutch nomad, Bajit lived through an eclectic mix of experiences enriching her vibrant persona. Bajit's mission is pure and simple, to serve as a catalyst in unlocking our authentic selves and helping us to realize our true potential. With each word, she offers food for thought, akin to unfolding petals of a lotus bearing a radiant light within. As Birgitta vividly expresses, life is like music. One must dance with abandon before it ceases and live every moment before it ends. Lastly, if you're enjoying um, the journey with me on Supernormalize, the best way to support the show is to help me reach more curious minds. So, dear listener, personally, I invite you to fire up your favorite podcast app, hit the five-star rating, and let the algorithms know that this is a conversation worth, sp- worth spreading and sharing. So, let's offer a warm welcome to Birgitta. Welcome to the show, Birgitta. Did you prefer Bajira or Bajit? Oh, you can call me Brigida, Briggs, oh. B, as long as the little pet has a name, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll call you we'll call you B, B Bridget. Uh, I don't know. We'll just go with that. <laughs> well, it's good to meet you. Um, look, I, I had some questions here that I've actually formulated from um, looking over all the information that I have around you. And um, mm-hmm. I thought I'd just start with those. So could you tell us more about your role as a light empowerment coach and how did you come to embrace that as a title? Well, that's <laughs> that's a bit of a story behind that. But being a soul empowerment coach or light empowerment coach is really about helping people to regain their authenticity by healing the unhealed experiences that they carry the emotional triggers that they carry. And it's really returning from that state of disempowerment to people taking back control of their life, you know, rather than saying, you know what, it's this person's fault, it's that person's fault. It's taking accountability, responsibility for our life, for everything, and empowering yourself back to the grid I'm feeling peachy, as I always say, peachy in your own skin. Because often people are not aligned with who they most authentically are. They are a version of who they believe themselves to be. 
you know, and they walk around in life with kinks in the cables and it, their life is not going as, as they had hoped for. Right, right. So they're wearing sort of like uh, masks, masks that don't exactly fit. Yes. Well, how many people don't wear masks? And this is something many people wear masks for many different occasions. Right? They may work and wear different. They they play a different uh, different role than, for instance, that they play at home. But everyone keeps wearing these masks, and it's why? Why do you do that? Why do you have a fear of being true to yourself? Mm. So, how do you actually encourage that as a light empowerment coach? How do how do you encourage them to actually find that authenticity? That's about learning to accept who you are, embracing your quirks, embracing who you are, and having a willingness to change. Because when you sit on the couch, nothing's going to happen, right? Mm. You really have to move from that couch and. Embrace the change, embrace all the changes and walk through the pain. You cannot have a shortcut. There, there's no shortcut. Oh, I, I said there's no shortcut, but you have to walk through the pain in order to heal. Mm. There is no other way around that. So yeah, if you want yeah. to live a more abundant life or feel better about yourself, right, heal up. Right. Right. Okay. So you've also mentioned that you're a divine channel and a light language healer. Um, so can you explain what these roles entail and how they impact the messages you deliver? I mean, how does that come through? And 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 um, yeah. yeah, do you ever edit that when it comes through? Because it's like, oh, wow, that's too fantastic. Or do you just distill it just raw straight for people? Or what do you do? There's spelling mistakes in it. <laughs> but normally it's very raw. Um, I just give what I get, uh, and, and and that's it. And but sometimes I'll type too fast, and then there's a word here or there that I'm missing. But it basically stays as is. Oh. And sometimes what happens when I channel, because I now I'm now able to discern who who I channel. It wasn't like that in the beginning. Uh, but with everything you do, everything in life you do, it's like riding a bike. Yeah, you have to keep practicing at it. You have to keep going. And eventually you learn to, you know, you become like a pro at it. So I can discern who I'm working with. Um, and it's really about putting your analytical mind to the side. Mm. And so whatever I get, that's what that, that, that'll be it. Mm. Um, and light language is something that is, it's really about enlightening enlightening yourself by dissipating the heaviness by healing and alchemizing the heaven the heaviness so it's a very powerful form of healing and not many people let's be honest cj not many people have heard of it i mean it's it's becoming more i wouldn't say the norm but more people are um, starting to hear about it yeah and it's a very funny language i'm happy to give a demo um and your mind won't understand it on a conscience level because it's like gobbledygook. It's like gerbil language. But your soul on a cellular level understands it and yeah, absorbs right. the encoding. And it just, it's, it's phenomenal healing. It really, really is. And I've seen people get rid of their fears, um, some of their aches and pains and totally turning their life, lives around. So when this, 
language happens to you? Do, you? do you have to be in a certain headspace or is it just you just tune into it and it just happens? Just tune into it. So, so it's always flowing through you? Yes. But I, it wasn't like light language. Just like channeling didn't come to me overnight. For me, I had to go through a lot of traumatic experiences within my life. Yeah, and right. That's okay. But honestly, honestly, I mean, in a, in a very nutshell, I mean, I've, I've been through abuse as a child. I used to starve myself. I was bullied in high school because I was super skinny. Um, I had an immense fear for teenage boys, uh, you know, when I was going to high school, uh, when I attended high school. I oof, I, tr I gave my my dad passed away when I was fourteen, um, and then I had a stint with uh, drugs and nearly killed myself after my stepdad had passed away, uh, because that was very tough on me as well because I'd had to help my mom out and I had no support system, mm. and then in the modeling industry I was assaulted as well, and everything just uh, I I I mean I was walking around like the hunchback of Notre Dame. That's how yeah. bad it was because I just wanted to be invisible. And the modeling industry was, it's, oh, it's like a kettle market, CJ. It honestly is. It's fickle. It's superficial. I didn't get anywhere. It was like they would go through my book, uh, my portfolio, take my comp card and say thank you. And it was often at times degrading, but it also hit my self-confidence because nobody would see. I just didn't have the look. Um, um. So in, in turn, of course, I, 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 I hopped into dysfunctional relationships, uh, mm. the few that I had, because mm. I didn't heal myself. And that's why I say it's so important to heal yourself, because one bit of trauma creates a, a bit of trauma if you don't heal. And then you wonder why your life's gone topsy-turvy. Right. Okay. So this, this is where it comes in that um, that analogy that you've given to yourself of being like SpongeBob, I mean, absorbing people's energies wherever you went. <laughs> Right. So can you elaborate on that and how is that as an ability um, uh, and how did it affect your personal journey, uh, journey and, um, and, and the work that you do? We're talking about empaths. But then, as my guides always say, actually, the Center Master Saint Germain always says, being an empath, being a SpongeBob, that's just a label because you allow it. But yeah. I allowed, yes, I allowed it. So I absorbed other people's energies. And they felt great because I was helping them out. And I felt like, crap, honestly, I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but I had to learn it the hard way. That's how you learn. And this is the one thing I always say. It doesn't matter how you experience life. There really isn't a right or wrong as long as you learn from the lessons involved. If you don't, you're going to remain in that repetitive loop. And that's why I say life's like a school. Well, if you if you get terrible grades, you yeah. know you're not going to level up to the next level, so to speak. Okay, okay. Because you're so, not learning, you're refusing to learn. Some people actually don't actively f refuse to learn, though. They just ah, uh, that's where they are. Yes, that's very true as well, mm. and that's a choice. Yeah. Oh my. I'm not sure if it's a choice for some people because some people are just like, this is what my life is. That's that's enough. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. So healing oneself is often a long journey and it seems like yours was no exception. 
Um, what was that process like for you and what were the major turning points that led to setting boundaries for yourself? Yeah, I had a couple of couple of very icky, icky points in my life. Mm. And um, one of those turning points was in 2009 when I was out in Holland and um, my ex came over. Well, not at the time, it wasn't my ex. He came over from the U.S., and I didn't know he had a drip room because oh. it was part time. It was like part time. And the, um, he was a crack addict. And all of a sudden my stuff got pawned. And then he landed in bed with the Dutch crypt. And at the end of the day, I, my, my, it got so out of hand. Um, my mom got me out of Holland in the space of several days. I'd been in touch with the police. And they'd help my ex for ransom. Um, and the police finally found my ex and they deported him back to the US. And the leader of the Crips had called me and I changed my phone number after that. I was really, I had already left the country. And he said, if I ever find you, I'm going to kill you. Lord. Um, Yes. I mean, this was actually in Holland, the biggest prosecution case ever. Wow. Um, he's finally behind bars, but it took another I think, 12 years. It's only recently. Mm. And uh, that really shook me to my core. And so when I was back in the, in the UK, I tried to take my own life with a whole box of uh, ibuprofen. And... Mm. That didn't do anything because all I did, all that did for me, CJ, was I got a good night's sleep and, um, yeah, no more headache the next day. But it wasn't the way forward. Mm. And so my mom said to me, Brigitte, why don't you go to counseling? I did, but that didn't work for me because all the counselor said is, Brigitte, you'll be fine. You're strong enough. And I thought, no, that's not working for me. That's just not even a proper response. And that's how I delved into the holistic route and uh, came upon Reiki. Mm. And that was the start of my healing journey. Right, right. So what other modalities have you ex explored uh, along the way and basically embodied into all your <laughs> practice? So I started with Reiki and I really liked it because it was also about self-healing and that's so important. Um, and I studied level one and two and eventually years later when I was out in Florida I did my masters and that's when I started teaching Reiki as well but gosh I studied drug and alcohol abuse because I wanted to understand addiction um I did EFT the emotional freedom technique which is all about tapping the emotions out of uh, a traumatic experience by having a rep uh, um, a repeat a repeat rate and say that the emotion is on a 10 when you start and then it dials down to a one or a zero so that the emotion has been tapped out of the system and people can talk about their experiences without being triggered it's a very simple modality but it really does work and mm. um, yeah i also studied holistic nutrition Yes. Um, and that, I think, I, I mean, I, I love herbs, 
and uh, or, well, you, normally I take organic supplements, but it's all about learning to listen to your body and what your body needs um, to sustain itself because our body is a temple, but often people don't see it that way and we just throw junk at it. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just self-medication and not all the self-medication is effective in any way whatsoever when we are, are not so educated in what we're doing to ourselves. <laughs> but oh. I, I do that with croissants. Yes, croissants. No, I can't actually have croissants because my cholesterol shot through the roof. Oh, and no. So, yeah, many, many years ago, my GP said, oh, what do you take? I said, well, I like my croissants in the morning. And then I have sometimes my my uh, crisps in the afternoon, you know, for lunch. And so he said to me, you really, that really needs to go down. And six weeks later, I went back and he looked at me and he's like, how did you get it down so fast? I said, lesser than 1200 milligrams. Oh. I said, it's, an, it's a supplement. And it lowers, boom, lowers the cholesterol just like that. And he's like, I've never heard of it. He's like, but this is really good advice. Wow. Excellent. Well, that's, that's, that's good that you figured that one out. <laughs> yeah. but, um, that wasn't the only thing I did. I mean, I became a meditation teacher as well. Mm. Um, but in relaxation therapy, yes. uh, gosh, aroma touch, aroma therapy. I was like, a sponge wanting to absorb the knowledge and I truly wanted to heal myself. But that was only the beginning of my healing journey. Mm. And it wasn't like my life became a bed of roses. Yes, for a while it was great. But then I rolled into another dysfunctional relationship and that was in Florida. And again, it was me that was trying to fix other people. That was my red line that was like a red line through my whole life wanting to fix others wanting to help others but to the demise of myself right. and that's not right you can't do that mm. and it was helping them financially um or well, supporting them emotionally but really going the extra mile and you can't do that because everyone walks their own journey and we don't often see it that way but we need to allow people to walk their path because if we don't, we stump their growth, but we also stump our own growth. Exactly. And we can't change people. We can't mold them. That's They're right. not clay. We yeah. have to work on ourselves. And when we get into a relationship, and it doesn't really matter what kind of relationship, every person that we meet is a reflection to something that needs healing and sometimes we get triggered by people and we don't know why and it's like why did this person do that and it's like well maybe look at yourself and ask yourself why this person triggered you mm, yeah that's a good point definitely because uh yeah you attract you attract sometimes what you uh need to look at yourself yes. <laughs> okay so uh so let's move towards the idea of accountability. Why is taking back control of your life and uh, your everything about your life, actually, so vitally in one's life? Could you provide examples from your own life where taking accountability brought about, about significant change for yourself? Yeah. So that was 
like I said, in 2009, I had to take disability. Yes. So that's when I started walking the healing route because I couldn't keep going. I couldn't keep going the way that I had. What's the point in wallowing the self-pity in that victimhood? You're not mm. moving forward. Mm. Um, and the same in, in Florida where it got so bad. I moved away from an ex. I sold my home because he lived two doors down, sold it. And yes, bought another home, which was a bit of a money pit. And I was so angry. I was just shouting at the universe. I was like, I cannot go on like this anymore. Why does this keep happening to me? Do mm -hmm. I not deserve some happiness? And it came in the form of a breadcrumb. And that was combo, that shamanic medicine, combo medicine, oh. which is very physical uh, because it's done by a shaman. It's not ayahuasca. This is really about frog, frog medicine. So I wanted to purge everything out. And when the shaman burns, it's either on the arm, for me it was on the leg, he, he burned four points into my skin and put the frog poison on there, and I just purged away, mm -hmm. literally. And I had to drink two liters of water, and it came out all sides. And after that, my mind was so much clearer, and I made a whole bucket list of things that I wanted to do and needed to do in order to change my life. Right. So I took that responsibility again. And when you clear out your home, and not I didn't have too much out there, but I just cleared it out, gave so much to charity, your mind becomes clearer too. And that's really, I mean, the mind is the most powerful thing we have, the most powerful tool that we have something that people do not always understand uh, because what we think we create and thus manifest into existence. And that's mm. why I always say we are alchemists. We're divine alchemists. Okay. But that was another turning point where I took that responsibility and my life started to change because I took that initiative. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, you're saying we're all divine alchemists and then the key to, is to understand that we are and it's more and we are all more powerful than we've been led to believe um how can people discover their own power as an alchemist can you give examples of any way that people could do that that's that you've experienced uh, you know i'm not very much i don't really live in this matrix as i call it it's artificial grid of society besides working my corporate job but how about switching off the tv i don't even have a tv because i don't care for all that programming i honestly don't um i don't care what the media portrays because it's a bunch of lies and people get conditioned by it you know that's called social conditioning it's like programming the mind and it's like, why do you believe that? And enhancing that divine I am power, being that, that alchemist, is really creating the life that you, oh yeah, okay, that you are worthy of. Now, how are you going to do that? By changing your mindset. You know, there's something in quantum physics where they say, change your thinking, change your life. And that's a very 
very black and white. It's simply put, but it is very true. It's shifting that mindset. That's what it's about. What are you going to do to make those changes within your life? What do you want to achieve? What do you aspire to be? Right. And if you want to remain as you are, that is fine. Then don't make any changes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. I can see paths there for people. So why are we here? And uh, what's the purpose of life? Why are we here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I know, you know, I know why we're here, but you know, <laughs> what do you, what do you think? <laughs> well, we're all here to kind of like remember who we are. That's one bit. And that's very tough because we've been so dumbed down. Um, but it's really about that. It's about returning to a love for ourselves, you know, and for our, and for other people. But it's also learning to manipulate the energies. And that's why I say we are what we, well, we are what we create. We think what we create. And because we've been so dumbed down, we can't, we can't even comprehend that. Um, so I think it's very important that yeah, we're here to expand our own awareness, understand our experiences and rise above all the drama. But it's also about returning to that sense of joy within ourselves. That's really important. And it's also to help elevate, um, was well, elevate the awareness, not really the awareness, but it's elevating, um, Gaia into the next dimensional frequency. So it's elevating ourselves from 3D to 5D, as they call it, which is that shifting consciousness. Um, and also helping Mother Earth. I think that's so important. Because as much as we, yeah, I think as much as we pollute ourselves, we also pollute the Earth. Okay. What do you okay. think? Yeah, yeah, I think that you're, you know, you're onto something there. I mean, if there's an incongruence in our, in our souls, uh, then that gets expressed in the world around us for sure. Mm. I think in many ancient societies, life was very different. If we go to like Lemuria, Atlantis, the Babylon, the Babylonians, Mesopotam- Mesopotamians, you know, they still had that sense before the ego crept in um, about working together. And that's something we don't often do, not even in business. I mean, I'm in the oil and gas industry and look how much competition there is between them rather than working together, right? In unison and harmony, it's all about what it's all about competing with one another. Mm. So being a light worker and being inside the oil and gas industry, are you like a Trojan horse? (laughs) Are you actually secretly doing stuff on the inside? What's going on there? It seems like it. <laughs> well, yeah, I have to pay my bills right now. I really, really do. <laughs> uh, I can't live off air. But um, uh, it's something that I really want to move away from. Yeah. And uh, I really want to do more of my healing work. Sure. But are you slipping in messages with people and stuff at work? like? Yeah, it's a very different industry. Not many people believe in it. Some say, well, you, you, you're talking, uh, woo woo. It's, uh, fairy tale stuff. I'm like, okay, then. Or you're up, you're out with the fairies. Yes, I am. 
Yeah, but you carry, you carry the resonance. You carry the resonance in there. And I mean, if you're carrying that resonance in there, that's going to change people. They didn't even have to be conscious of it. It doesn't matter. Nowadays, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. People, I merely accept people the way that they are. I don't get, yeah. I don't huff and puff. Oh, whoa, whoa, they don't believe it. It doesn't matter. Honestly, it doesn't. Yeah. And that's the one thing that we that we should all learn is merely to accept one another as we are. We may not agree with people, but what's the point in getting angry? You're only you're only suffering yourself. Mm. True, 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 true. So, how does um, a person that um, is interested in all of this connect to a higher purpose? Feel empowered or dedicate time? It's the important work of healing their own bodies, their minds, and their souls. Call me. <laughs> because I agree. That's a shortcut. <laughs> but if you, but if you want any tips, I mean, there are many, many hmm. easy tips for people um, uh, to start empowering themselves. And I always say meditation. And some people say, "Yeah, but I can't meditate." Well, how about you listen to like David G um, on YouTube, 20 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. You just plug in your earphones. You you listen to exactly what he says. And he deals with anxiety, with fear, um, abundance, everything. Yeah. And that's how you just start. Because when you, when you start the day and you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to listen to that for 20 minutes and do the breath work because he goes through it. Uh, and you start your day, you have a completely different mindset than 20 minutes ago. That's right. That's right. There's there's, there's little right. shortcuts like that that work really nicely. Like a satsang is a really good method. Um, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Another really simple thing is, you know, people think, oh, chanting is weird. But no, no, it's not. All you have to do is just say something over and over. And and you, what happens is your mind lets go. And you get to experience another state of being. Absolutely. I was, uh, that's funny you mentioned satsang actually, but a <laughs> uh, funny story because I was at the Art of Living Center in Bangalore uh, yeah. for several weeks. And uh, the one thing I couldn't do satsang, could not do satsang. I was sitting there thinking of my escape, escape route, um, <laughs> uh, wanting to get out of, wanting to get, uh, wanting to get away because I just wanted my quiet. But when we had a silent retreat, which lasted for several days, that was super powerful because you're just left with your own thoughts and you were not allowed to speak to anyone. Mm. And that worked for you. That was very, very powerful. But art of living is all about breath work. And so it's very, very important. That's why we're meditating. So important to do the breath work because most people only... Um, they don't breathe all the way through to their root chakra. It's really until their heart chakra, so to speak. And that's shallow breathing. And then people wonder why their lives are so shallow, so to speak, why they live so much on the surface of themselves. But when you really breathe properly, you also oxygenate your whole body, as you know. Yes. Going to take the prana all the way through. Yes. (laughs) Excellent. Okay. So that um, then increases your light body and makes you lighter and allows you to be open to more experiences. Doesn't it make you feel light? <laughs> it does make you feel light too. That's right. <laughs> okay. So um, 
What are the first steps to healing yourself rather than remaining trapped in a stalemate of victimhood? Yeah. What did I say? Take accountability. Take responsibility for yes. your life. Yes. Re-evaluate your life. Yeah. And rather than pointing the finger at other people, which is a great way to deflect, right? Because then you don't have to work on yourself. Yeah. Rather reflect inwardly and say, you know, what can I do to make amends? What can I do to change myself mm. and start from there? I don't care if you want to take a different, for me, the holistic route worked. For other people, maybe something completely different. And that's okay. It, whatever you do, you know, it has to agree with your spirit. That's the most important thing. Mm, yes, definitely, definitely. Okay. How did you commence channeling um, with light beings, like angels and ascended masters? How did that all start for you? I mean, was this mm. like a meditation practice and you just sort of all of a sudden, oh my God, there's Archangel Michael. It, what happened? I wish. <laughs> no, it didn't start that way. This was actually in Florida when I was so exasperated. So after yeah. I'd done combo medicine and I made that whole list, it was like I was kicked out of my house and told to go to this fair um, at first Unity in St. Petersburg in Florida. And so I did. Well, what am I doing here? It was only five minutes walk. And so I went and um, there was one person that just really reeled me in. And uh, I made an appointment with her with like 20 minutes. Uh, and her name was Alania Starhawk. And what she did was Akashic record healing. So it was going through past lives and and healing the past life so that it would also change the energy in this lifetime. Mm. And uh, yeah, she became a mentor for like three years. Uh, totally amazing. I had no idea what to expect. So after that, I continued the healing. And then she had a workshop, how to become channel. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go. I did. And there was a whole big group. And I'm just so antisocial sometimes. So I was sitting in a corner by myself. And she counted to three. And I was like, okay, all right. And then I was gone. And then half an hour later, she counted back three, two, one. And I was back in the room. I'm like. Where did I go? Why does this always happen to me? So everyone was like, oh, they saw the archangels, the ascended masters. They got these messages and they saw beautiful colors. Ah, uh, well, I saw diddly squat. Nothing. And I was really upset. I was really upset. <laughs> so, then Alania said how she started was she just had a uh, pad and a pen. And she just said to spirit, I'm ready to receive. That was how she did it. Well, I literally ran out of the, the workshop after it finished, went home, and did the exact same thing. Mm. Uh, my mind must have been so gone because I was so... Uh, and uh, I just started to write. And when I looked at it, I was like, gosh, this is old English. Because it was this die thou and, you know, and, and other words. I still have it today. Um, and I was like amazed. I mean, I was actually crying tears of joy. And I was like, well, finally, I'm, I'm really, really something. And so mm. I started to do it every day. And when I went to see her again and I showed it to her, she's like, oh, my gosh. She's like, you see, all that needed to happen was unblock it so that the channeling could flow again. 
And I looked at her. I said, uh, I've never channeled before. And then she looked at me. She's like, and she's like, well, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but I continued doing it from there. And it was really about my self-healing. For me, it was asking questions yes. um, about how to heal and what I needed to do. And sometimes their answers were a bit cryptic. And then I started to use my, my angel deck and my ascended master's deck. And I would just, you know, shuffle the cards, pick a card, and just sit with that card rather than Google it, right? You yeah. sit with the card. And I just ask if whoever it was, if they had a message for me and if they could tell me something about themselves. Mm. And, it, and that is a great way to do it. Yeah, right. Just sitting with it and letting the universe tell you what needs yes. to come through. And yeah, after that, I just learned to discern them. And now it's like, it's as easy as ABC for me. Yeah, But I yeah. love it. I honestly love it. Okay. So how often do you do this sort of work? I mean, is this something you do on the side at the moment um, and that you're building up? Yes. And building up. Okay. Excellent. And um, now you were talking about your light language before and um, and you use that for healing. I'm actually really curious yes. to hear it because you said that it's actually like a tap you can turn on. Can you give an example of light language? That like a tap you can turn on and the light language flows, yeah. Yeah? Can, yeah. can we hear it? That'd be really cool. You can hear it. I always, oh, it, I have two questions. Well, actually one. Do we, do we have an intent for it? How about we do um, a, an intention that all of the people that listen to this um, have an increase in happiness in their lives from this light language? I love that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Okay. Sorry to interrupt the flow right there. I just wanted to drop in and say, obviously, if you're driving a car or doing anything that's intense and involves focused attention, um, it's really highly recommended that you do not close your eyes and go along with this uh, light language session. Otherwise, enjoy. So then I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Take a very deep breath in. Hold it. And breathe out. And another deep breath in. And hold it. And breathe out. And just keep breathing in and out. Okay, so whoever I'm going to get through, if I know, I will let you know. But just allow, have an open mind, keep an open mind. And even though your mind may not comprehend it, as I said, your soul will understand it just beautifully. So it's happiness. Flow of happiness. Susini alakata sini malaya makautata ini tititi asini amalahi hitala ma u shini amakata ma u u u suli lili amakata ititi mayasa i amahati lalai nikitata ma hu i hu hu shini amakata ititita lani mila atikita ni i Sushini la hati kita tata i mayalo i akutatu isiti amala sini ama u u 
tushini i ma sutututu i ma ati i itikiti aya ma uya sakataya ma luya a a a a when you're just saying allow it to flow through your crown chakra this crystalline white light usia ma asiniya malaya katsisiya ma husiniya malai naisila ati malaya ati tu yemela iya yoma yemo yetika yema Ay, uy, si llama la ita, la la ita. Ushiri malasa, ay, uy, tu si llama, uy, ya, si ya, ah, 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 ah. And just let go of that heaviness and feel so much lighter within yourself. So si llama la ita, say, ay, uy, ma, ay, 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 tu si llama la ita, ay, uy, kata, ay, ma, asia. Ushiri llama la kati, ay, ma, hasini, ay, uy. And they say thank you. Thank and they you. merely retreat. That's really uplifting. That was really uplifting. I didn't expect mm. it to be so uplifting. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Exactly the Lemurians that came through. Wow. They're very light. It actually reminds me of um have you ever heard of Ten Terence McKenna? He um used to speak in well he's he's, he's um, talks were out there all over the place, but he used to talk a lot about this sort of consciousness. And he was saying one time about once he was um, uh, using a plant medicine which um, had DMT in it, and he had contact with the what he called the self-transforming machine elves, and um, they made him make sounds um, that sounded very similar to that. And it was like it sounded, and it, it's called glossolalia, um, and. Um, it goes in different flavors, but the, the the joy of it actually is what creates the universe. They were trying to tell him, so I thought that's that's actually sounds so similar and sounds so uplifting as well. Yeah, very very cool. Thank you for sharing that. That was awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. It's it's very. I always get you know when I do it, I get on a natural high because of yeah. the energy. Yeah. 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 You're tapping onto a you know a very higher. Oh, sort of vein there with that and um of course you're going to channel that down and bring it down through you that's that's really cool so when you work with that when when, when you work with that you know um do you ever work with that say focused on people or focused on say body ailments or um mental health or anything like that with people when right you do okay and so yeah. dif different things different um so sounds different um beings come through specifically for that work I also work with the very ancients. So sometimes I'll have the Pleiadians, the Syrians, also the um, aquatic star seeds because there's so many of them out there. Yeah. Uh, the Arturians, and they are very, they're very funny actually, the Arturians. I very much like them because they speak so fast and it's like, sometimes it's like, what? <laughs> but it's, it's very funny. But, um, the ancients and also the star people, as I call them, which are the ancient Native Americans, mm. I mean, from millions of years ago. Uh, but the ancients like the uh, Egyptian deities, where they are very harsh, very harsh. Even Archangel Michael is pretty harsh in mm. how he comes across. Uh, even the, as you know, the ascent, well, Lord Sananda, who was, uh, Jesus Christ in an incarnation is pretty tough as well. And that's good because sometimes people need to have that breakthrough. 
Yes. And so they say, um, I've had somebody say, it's like, oh, my brain was nearly fried, but then they have this aha moment and that's that breakthrough. Oh, right, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've had contact with Michael, but um, not as much as I've had with, um, say, Raphael um, and, and, and the workings I've done with Raphael. He's quite, quite the character and very easygoing, but uh, Michael I've always found to be very pointed. It's like, this is he's very martial like you know let's do this now and it's being done this is what's happening and that's all there is so I yeah. Love yeah. you're saying that because that is so true i mean you know when people channel michael it's like it can be for some he's very loving that's fine but you're just confirming something that you know it's very much to the point and he's yes. very much you know, put your face in your fear because, hey, you want to overcome stuff? Well, how are you going to do that? Yeah. Well, by sitting in a corner and cowering? That's yeah. not going to work. Yeah, yeah. Get up. It's time to, time to start walking. Put one step forward. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. And exactly. Raphael, is fun. Raphael is actually funny. Yeah, yeah. He's He's been a joker with me at times, which is um quite hilarious. Um, okay, so you've done a lot of odd jobs being a healer, model, web designer, yeah. bartender channel and and also working in the um gas and oil industry and more um and now how have you turned your own real life experiences into practical advice and help people re-engage with the most authentic selves amongst all of that i mean how did you bring all that together i mean is this something that just came to you or how <laughs> life. life life did that life did that to you okay I think I've had to figure I've I've done so many different things because life is like this flavorsome. It's like a whole bunch of different dishes that you need to try out. Yes. And you need to experience um, rather than remaining and sitting, eating the same old dish time and time again. Mm -hmm. But whatever floats anyone's boat. But I really had to see what I liked and what I didn't like and now I'm in, in a place where I'm like, yes, I love helping people, uh, helping to heal people. Actually, it's helping to heal people heal themselves because yes. after all, I'm just a tool in the toolbox. They still have to do the work, but they're open. They're, they'll be open to healing themselves and also doing the work. So it's a two-way street. Yes. Never a one-way street. Um, and I, I, I love doing light language i honestly i love that and empowering people to live a more authentic life and it doesn't go over over, over one night ice you know it takes time for people to change and shift their mindset mm. um and break toxic patterning or repetitive patterning within their own life and find mm. that inner strength within mm. we are going through what we'd all see as a big evolutionary change in consciousness on yeah. this whole planet right now. And I like to ask my guests um, what they think of what is going on and do they have any timely advice they'd like to share with everybody who listens just in case they need a bit of a hand to get through it all? I think you know the answer to that. Yeah, but I'm asking <laughs> you. <laughs> I song comes to mind when, when you say what's going on remember the song what's going on what's going on i can't remember <laughs> who's saying that yeah, but, yeah. um i honestly think that the times we live in are amazing 
they're beautifully transformational and people don't always think like that because it's like what's happening to the world you know what's happening and oh my life is gone my, my i can't i can't i want to stay i want life to be normal i want it to be as is but how can that be when you're living a lie when the whole world is built upon a lie it's built upon an illusion and you have to figure out what is illusion and what is real. And I laugh at so many things now. And I think many people have awakened now. You know, more people will yes. start to wake up, which is really beautiful to see. I I love that. And I remember when for when COVID first you know commenced, and I was like, what is this? Yeah, what is this? And it's like. Well, oh, people, there's so much fear. Oh, we must listen to what the government say. And, you know, uh, do you know where government, come, government is from Latin? Govern, governor, menti, which means mind control. Oh, yeah, but they're controlling you. Don't you understand that? You live within the system. Mm. And um, it's very much true like that because that is that state of being disempowered Yes. And walking the lines of the system. And why do we do that? Why do we not follow our passions? I think many people are starting to realize that and starting to, to see through the veil, understanding that there is so much more to life than what we've been led to believe. Mm. And then they're talking about uh, ETs or aliens and stuff. And it's like, uh, I always laugh about that. And you, they may have said the same to you. Ha! <laughs> Aliens? Oh, well, I'm sorry, but you are the aliens because you've alienated yourselves from yourselves. Mm. And there are more species than the hairs on your head within the, the whole multiverse. That's right. And they're parallel the universe it, right next to us. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's why mm. we're multidimensional beings, but it's just, it's just, I don't know. I would say, you know, look at your life with gratitude and be thankful for every day that you're alive but these times i mean 10 years from now life will look very different but you're born to help create this new world you know rather than to remain where you are that's not working for you it's like the ascended master taught or tahiti some call some call him says it's like shifting from 3D to 5D. It's like when you're sitting in the cinema and you're wearing your 3D glasses. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden you put on 5D and it's like, holy crap, what's going on? You know? <laughs> exactly. This is all acting. Oh my gosh, all these characters. What's going on? This is not real. And you walk mm. out the cinema walk out of the cinema and you're like, Yeah, you know what? It's time to hop the fence and to commence with living life rather than allowing ourselves to be lived mm -hmm. and it's not like you know you have to live off the grid but it's really about following your passion and people always look to somebody outside of themselves like a savior no change commences from within so if you want to change the world change your inner world to change the outer world and that's how you know you light a spark and then it it will it will continue to spark other people perfect message thank you very much that was totally awesome <laughs> great answer i think that's a perfect place to wind up right there i, I really appreciate the time that you spent with me today here Bridget, and all of your information that you've shared and your insights and your beautiful light language that was really really touching i 
I'm uh, yeah, I'm surprised at how, how how much it uplifted me at the time as well. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I mean the thing that I will say. One other thing that I want to say. Yeah, sure. Never let fear. You know, fear is a bugger that grinds you down. Yeah. And fear is just, as you know, the acronym false evidence appearing real. Mm. And so it's just a mind. It's a better blocker within the mind. And so once you eliminate that fear, that's like you can do anything you set your mind to. Exactly. Exactly. So, Bridget, how can people find you and and discover all of the possible changes they could have in their life by working with you? They can find me via my website, uh, powersoulhealing.com, yeah. or on my Facebook page, uh, Universal Light Warriors, and on my YouTube channel, which is Power Soul Healing. And um, I often put light language up there as well. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So I'll include in the uh, show notes all those details so people can find you nice and easily. And uh, once again, I want to thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you so much for having me, CJ. This was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. All right. Well, um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your what's left of your weekend. <laughs> yeah, see you too. All right. Bye for now. <laughs> Bye. Wow, wow, wow. Light language. What? I mean, seriously, I've I've experienced that before, but I've done it myself when I was um, a lot younger and I actually uh, had joined in with some friends who were born again Christians and they were talking to me about the power of uh, speaking in tongues, which really at the time did possess me and and um, took me away and I felt the power of that and uh the welling in my chest, it just basically felt like my chest was exploding with love and power and light and everything. And I would make in these noises very similar to what I was just hearing there with um, Birgitta. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's amazing stuff, to be honest. I, I haven't done it in a long time. Um, and, you know, I also heard about it again later on in life when I was reading uh, Terence McKenna's words and he was talking about the uh, uh, elves and um, their influence upon him um, in the um, alternate reality space where they were encouraging him to make sounds and maybe this is all related I don't know but overall this was an amazing interview and we had some um, fun there with uh talking around all of these subjects and i hope you enjoyed it so um yeah look forward to you um with the next show all right bye for now